Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. We've lost an outstanding member of the service, an outstanding individual in Andrew. Uh, we give our deepest condolences to his family, and uh, our membership's going to work through it, and uh, we will honor him appropriately in, in due course. The uh, chief of police in Toronto on uh, the death of Constable Andrew Hong and the impact on policing families across Canada. David Perry is the CEO of Investigative Solutions Network with offices across Canada. You'll find them at isninc.com, specializing in investigations, risk management, background screening, training, and security. Dave Perry is also a former Toronto homicide detective, 20 more than 20-year um, experience with the Toronto Police Service. Dave, thank you very much uh, for joining us. You knew Constable Andrew Hong. Share that with us, please. Yeah, I sure did. I mean, Andrew came to my platoon when I was a staff sergeant in the 42 Division, right out of the Ontario Police College. So he was a brand new recruit. And boy, did he ever make a great first impression. He was one of the few, if maybe perhaps the only police officer that um, called me in advance. He actually called me up one day and said, I'm joining your platoon next week. I was wondering if I could come in and introduce myself and meet you. So I was impressed just by that. And then when he walked in the door and he filled the absolute door, he's a huge man with a great big smile. And, uh, you know, I had a great, great meeting with him, great interaction. And he was such an addition to our platoon and to our police service. What a, what a great guy. So it's one of the, he's one of those guys, he, he, he left an indelible impression on me that I'll never forget you know, the, the instant impact, uh, Dave, and I can hear it in your voice, the instant impact on a police community and police families, the greater family as well, when an officer is murdered or otherwise loses his or her life through a criminal act while uh, performing his or her sworn duty must be just absolutely uh, gut-wrenching. What, what, we, what are you feeling? Anger? Well, it's, frustration? It's, it's devastating. You feel all the emotions that, that you would... You know, when you lose somebody that's close to you and, yeah. and strangely enough in, in, uh, in policing, even if we don't personally know the officer, it still feels the same. It feels like you've lost a brother or a sister. And of course, the only thing that makes it even worse is when you actually knew the officer. And listen, this isn't about me, but I got to tell you, there, there is a grieving uh, profession out there right across the country and and certainly the closer you get to where Andrew worked and if you were fortunate enough to be like me and knew him and and so on it, it makes it even more difficult so it, it's a really tough time and of course we all know it was a really tough week for for policing in Canada to have the loss of two officers and and the officer that we lost in York region as well through a tragic accident it, it's just been a really difficult week. Yes, it has been. Uh, this uh, Sean Petrie, uh, this must be just absolutely uh, devastating, was at this Mississauga Tim Hortons for more than two hours looking for a police officer. When you when you hear that, that's really chilling, isn't it? It's chilling. It's something that we predicted would be happening here in, in Canada. And, of course, if it was going to happen somewhere, it's highly likely it's going to happen in Toronto. And we've seen... You know, the execution of police officers in the United States. And, you know, we are always about, you know, perhaps 10 years behind U.S. crime patterns. And as we watched the U.S. cities being taken over by guns and gangs, and we knew it was going to happen eventually here in Toronto if we didn't steer the course. And 
Unfortunately, we didn't steer the course, and here we are today with so much violence in our cities and where we thought we might be with a very tragic loss of a police officer that was nothing more than a targeted execution of a, of a fine officer. It just doesn't get any worse than this. Yeah, I'm just wondering sometimes, Dave, about the longer-term impact on the policing community, whether it motivates experienced police officers who can qualify for a pension, but are also free to decide to continue working, whether these sorts of situations and these concerns may motivate them to resign or retire. Well, I, I don't know. It could. But I heard somebody else say it this way, and I, and I agree it's a good way of saying it. The, the safe zones have been breached in our communities, and it's not just Toronto, but places where we used to feel very safe to go, Tim Hortons, the community place where you could go have a cup of coffee. And even as a uniformed police officer, you could interact with your community. People would talk to you and, and say hello, and, and, and you could feel quite comfortable doing that. Well, I, I don't think any officers ever going to feel quite that way again. Um, you know, we, we as police officers, and I still say that because I, once you're an officer, you feel like you always are. Um, your head's on a swivel. You know, you're trained that way. You have experiences that most people don't have in terms of, you know, some of the worst that our society can throw at you. And, and you know, to, to get to the point where we are today where you don't feel safe anywhere, I, I think that's got to be very difficult for the, the officers of today. Yeah, if you were to um, look at the responsibility of being a police officer in 2022, and you were to compare it to the responsibility of being a police officer 20, 30 years ago, how much more difficult is it? How much more challenging is is the experience today? Tenfold. And that, that's, that's at a minimum. I mean, today, what officers don't have is the absolute support of the community that they used to have. Now, when I say that, I don't want anybody to, to take this the wrong way. I truly believe from the interactions that I have every day in business and, and dealing with police officers that the majority of people still support the police. But there's never been such a groundswell as we've seen in the last couple of years of this sort of anti-police sentiment, this sort of defund the police, uh, dishonoring what I would describe as one of the most honorable professions on the planet. So I don't know how officers could feel the way we used to feel. It, it was a warm feeling to go to work, even though you were dealing with very bad people doing very bad things, horrible crimes every day. You had the majority of the community stepping up and speaking very fondly of the police and supporting the police. But I, politically, I think it's the politics that are the worst part of the scenario that we're facing today, to have politicians continue to, to line up with special interest groups and say all kinds of negative things about police officers, totally criticize police officers, make huge assumptions about police officers and what their beliefs are and how they feel and, and how they act, and then to pull the, the, the absolute necessary tools away from police officers that they need to do their job and to keep the community safe. It's, quite frankly, I think it's disgusting. And that's, that's the stage that we've reached today where officers feel that it's, it's the politicians, the lawmakers, who actually don't support what they go out and try and do every day. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.